0: are listening to TKO on CFRU Radio 93.3 FM in Guelph, Ontario and available worldwide at CFRU.ca. What is happening everybody? What is good? It's your girl Janan right here on TKO, as you already know, here on TKO, all we talk about is mixed martial arts, also known as MMA, and other combat sports, too. We also discuss the issues that surround the world of fighting, and talk about notable fighters and athletes, and how they all got started in the game, and of course, where they are now. So, hey, y'all, what is happening? Okay, so... Over this past week, so many things have gone down. I mean, not just in the world of combat sports, but just overall in the in the real world. You know what I'm saying? A lot of political stuff, a lot of controversies, and a lot of dramatic stuff just overall happening in the world right now. You know what I'm saying? And, you know, some of them might be affecting us, could be affecting you personally, you and I separately. However, it might be. All I have to say to you is that you have to keep it up, man. Just keep up your hard work. And I'm actually reading this book. It's called The Subtle Art of Not Giving an F. Obviously, I can't say the word, but it is a phenomenal book. And honestly, just by reading it, you will learn, almost relearn how to deal with the world and how to just manipulate some of the things that might be coming your way, some of the challenges that you might be facing in your life. You know, again, I know our show is mostly about sports and combat sports overall, but I feel like it's still important to keep those things in mind because, you know, as you might have heard before, some of the things that actually do occur to you in in sports and Fighting and and just all of that could actually be, you know, some of the mistakes that you make in sports that could actually some of the mistakes that you make and what you actually learn from your mistakes can actually be applied to the real world and how you do deal with some of your problems in the real world. So, again, just by reading that book, it tells you to care about some of the things that are actually worth caring about. So, once again, going back to my original point, even though in the world and you know, regardless of where you're living right now, whether you're actually in the province of Ontario or somewhere else in the world and you're listening to this right now, whatever you might be going through, listen, man, just pick and choose what you actually care about. As humans, we are surrounded by a world filled with information, filled with different stimuli, you could say, and it, it is all down to you. Would you care about some of the things that you actually need to care about or are you going to care about some of the things that you don't really need to care about and then you're going to get stressed out? So it's up to you and, you know, the best decision is to actually care about the things that are worth caring about and just ignore some of the things that are not necessarily positive and aren't really helping you in your life. So that is, I guess, the daily dose of motivation for all of you guys out there. And I guess the weekly dose of motivation, I know we used to have this whole segment on the show dedicated to motivating you guys out there, TKO Nation. Um, you know, we, we are actually doing it every now and then, but it's not really consistent. But I felt like today was one of those days that almost everybody out there in the world would have, like whoever's listening to this right now would actually benefit from these words of wisdom from your girl right here. So that's all I have to say in regards to that. Let's go, champ. You guys got it. Whatever you're going through, just go out and get it and just keep calm. You got everything, okay? Just just keep focused and let's go, champ. That's all. Alright. So now let's back let's get back to all the stuff that we care here in, care about here on TKO, including combat sports, boxing, and mixed martial arts, of course, okay? So, this past weekend, we had phenomenal events happening. We had the Manny Pacquiao and Adrian Broner fight happening. And I don't know why I <laughs> kind of laughed about that. Because, you know, I don't know what it is about some of the hypes that are really hyped up. But sometimes, I would say about 70% of the time, they don't actually live up to the hype. And I'm gonna be totally honest with you guys, I was so excited about that fight, even on the actual fight day, which was Saturday night, I I was like, man, I'm gonna sit down, watch this fight every second of it, okay, I'm gonna watch every second of it, every moment of it, I'm not gonna even blink, and then the next thing you know when the co-main event of that fight card between Manny Pacquiao and Adrian Broner was actually happening, I dozed off on the couch, and then I just decided that I was going to go to bed. So there you have that. But the next day, I actually woke up and I watched a replay of the fight, of the main event of that evening for Manny Pacquiao and Adrian Broner. And you know what? I was actually happy that I made the decision to go to bed early because... As many of you guys actually saw, if you actually bought the pay-per-view, it was a bit disappointing. And, uh, okay, let's just talk about each and every one of those guys. So, I feel like Manny Pacquiao, considering all the facts that we talked about here on the show previously, including his, his old age. I mean, yes, he's only 40 years old, but in sports, when you're past 30 or 35, you're not really at your prime anymore, and it's just... So much harder for your body to, to first of all, make weights and to deliver the same performance that you used to when you were back you know, when you were back in your prime days. So Manny Pacquiao, the 40 year old Manny Pacquiao actually delivered, in my opinion, because he was doing all that he could to get keep the fight in his favor and he was throwing a lot of combinations like we talked about previously, all the combinations that were super speedy and they were actually in his favor because By throwing all those speedy combinations, he was distracting Adrian Broner. He was keeping him away, away from the range that he needed to be in in order to um, properly fight Manny Pacquiao. And so by doing all those things, Manny Pacquiao did what he actually had to do, what everybody thought he would need to do in order to win this fight. And he did that. And unfortunately, Adrian Broner, it just felt like he was he wasn't reaching a certain threshold that he needed to in order to just let go and just let the punches go in and and be thrown. Unfortunately, that didn't really happen, and there were actually a few occasions that he actually did get rocked in that fight. And uh, Manny Pacquiao actually threw a lot of good and clean shots that were actually absorbed by Adrian Broner's chin. And like I said, he, Adrian Broner was actually wobbled quite a few times in that fight. And I actually watched this clip on, um, it was circulating around on social media. And it was this clip of when Manny Pacquiao was fighting Floyd Money Mayweather. And a clip of Manny Pacquiao obviously fighting Adrian Broner. And the caption was, this is how you're actually supposed to be defending against Manny Pacquiao's punches. So in one clip, as you can imagine, the fight between Manny Pacquiao and Floyd Mayweather, Manny, Manny Pacquiao was throwing the same combination in both videos, right? So he was throwing the same combination against Broner, and he was throwing the same combination in his past fight against Mayweather. However, what Mayweather did, so just imagine you have shots being thrown from all sorts of angles at such a high speed, correct? Now, what, May, what uh, Floyd Mayweather actually did to defend against all those punches was that he was obviously guarding his face and his temple, but he wasn't necessarily moving around. So you know how sometimes when a punch comes towards you, you 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 change the whole angle angle of your body. So you you change um, directions from the main um, I would say midline axis of your body, right? To to completely duck away from the shot that is coming towards you. Actually, in this particular case, in the case of Manny Pacquiao, you're not supposed to do that. So what? Mayweather did that uh, that was actually really good for him to to defend against Manny Pacquiao's punches was that he was just standing still, but he was still protecting his temples and his whole head just by you know uh, bringing his guard up but yet not moving at all not ducking away from this punch just holding still and absorbing those shots as they were coming towards him and not doing anything and you know after like the shots are not going to be coming towards you forever right after after someone throws a certain combinations it's over at least for a brief a few seconds correct so When Manny Pacquiao finished his shots and Mayweather had, quote-unquote, correctly actually absorbed all those shots, then Mayweather has a chance to come out from, from the corner and from that position, from that defensive position and, you know, just get back to the fight, get right back to the fight without really having been rocked or anything. Now, on the other hand, like I said, the same set of combination was being thrown towards Adrian Broner, however <laughs> Adrian Broner defended against them in the wrong way so he was actually trying to duck away from those punches, but by by actually ducking away from those punches, he was making himself more susceptible to, to absorbing more punches because he was trying to duck away from punch number one and as he was deviating from his, um, uh, from the midline axis of his body there was another shot that was being thrown by Manny Pacquiao that was directly targeting his head at that new position because that's just the way the combination had been pre-programmed by Manny Pacquiao. And I know I'm trying to make all this sound super complicated and fancy, but trust me, it's there's a reason why it's called the sweet science, right? Because... There's a lot of thinking that goes into it and especially talk about Manny Pacquiao and and his past experiences. I mean, he's been in the game for so many years and he's had over 70 professional fights. So... He's tried at least this particular combination many many times in his professional career and he's obviously seen the outcomes. So if something works for him, he's obviously going to stick to it and use it in future fights. And this is actually one of this was actually one of those combinations that had been working for him for the longest time. And like I said, there was just a lot of um logic you could say that was behind um, the the combinations that was uh being thrown by Manny pacquiao and like i said adrian broner just um he he just didn't have the right set of uh of the counter counter attacks you could say against Manny Pacquiao in this particular case and i just wish for him to, uh, he, I, I just wish he was more aggressive because if he was more aggressive then the outcome of the fight might have been a bit different but overall speaking you guys probably know the the result of this po- uh, fight by now so Manny Pacquiao obviously won through uni- unanimous decision However, for some weird reason, um, Adrian Broner thinks that he actually won that fight and that he was actually robbed (laughs) from his victory in this fight. But that is not true. We all know that is not true. I mean, even if you're really biased towards Adrian Broner, I would say you still have a lot of good reason to say that Manny Pacquiao for sure won that fight. He won it fairly, and he won it clean. He didn't even cheat. He he wasn't boxing dirty at all, and uh, he won it in the most fair manner. And um, overall, like I said, it was a great performance by Manny Pacquiao. And Adrian Broner, like his performance, was just a bit disappointing to me. And I'm not really sure what the future holds for Adrian Broner because this was actually the biggest fight of, of his professional career so far. And he blew it. Unfortunately, I hate to say it, but he blew it completely. And so I'm just not sure what is next for him. But for Manny Pacquiao, I mean, yes, he might have a few fights left in him. But the question is, who is the next person that he actually wants to fight? Obviously, a lot of people are speculating that he might be having a rematch against Mayweather. But again, we shall wait and see how things would actually go down. Because we all know how things are in case you actually want to fight Floyd Mayweather. Uh, the money has to be good, obviously, for Floyd Mayweather himself. And obviously, his opponent would usually get a lot of money as well. But in terms of athleticism and, and the boxing aspect of it itself, the, the five for sure is um, a plausible one. But ultimately, all, it, all all it actually comes down to is the business aspect of it. And hopefully, they come to... They reach a good conclusion and they come to terms with each other. And hopefully we actually do see this rematch sometime in the near future. All right. So there was that fight that actually took place over this past weekend. And, of course, during the same time that this boxing fight was happening uh, on Showtime, we had the uh, debut of UFC on um, ESPN. And, again, so I told you guys that I went to bed. Even before the Manny Pacquiao and Adrian Broner fight So yes, I actually did not watch the TJ Dillashaw and Henry Cejudo fight Which was um, uh, headlining that UFC card on ESPN But the next day I watched some of the highlights And uh, here's how it actually went down And I, it just felt a bit weird to me Because as you guys saw, what actually happened was that In the very first round, Henry Cejudo throws a punch and a kick correct and that makes TJ Dillashaw lose his balance. So he's not really absorbing any of those shots. He just he just lost his balance and you know that's okay sometimes but it's all about how you make it back up. Unfortunately, he couldn't make it back up because when he actually lost his balance, Henry Cejudo saw that opening and he jumped on that opportunity. So he jumped right on tj dillashaw's back he started grounding and pounding at the speed of light, and he didn't even let tj dillashaw even take a breath after after the second that he lost his balance and he um you know went down to the canvas now tj dillashaw was trying all all of his best to get back up but henry cejudo just wouldn't let him and he like the volume of the punches that were being thrown was just incredible And TJ, I'm not going to lie, he was actually caught a bit early with a few good shots by Henry Cejudo. But personally, um, I mean, I might be a bit biased in this case, but personally, I didn't see it necessary for the fight to be stopped that early. I mean, yes, the punches were being thrown, but there were not effective punches by Henry Cejudo, except for a few A few uh, clean shots that were actually absorbed by TJ Delshaw But TJ Dillashaw was actually getting back up. And the referee jumped in and he stopped the fight. And it was declared a victory in favor of Henry Cejudo. He retained his title. I mean, yes. It would be really fair for the two to have a rematch. Because I just... I just felt like it wasn't fair to teach to TJ Dillashaw. TJ has so much more in him in terms of all the different skills that he demonstrates in all of his fights. He's a very well-rounded mixed martial artist overall, and I just I just wish for the fight to be longer. And not to say that Henry Cejudo isn't a good mixed martial artist, he is indeed. I mean, he's he actually won multiple gold medals in in um in the Olympics in wrestling. I, I agree with all of that, but still, when it comes to the actual fights, I would like to see more of the actual fights. I, I mean, it would be really interesting to have the potential rematch actually last the full five minutes so that we, we can actually see in our own eyes who is... Actually the better mixed martial Artist because in my opinion TJ Dillashaw is actually The better mixed martial artist Especially when the fight is supposed to Last longer In terms terms of all the cardio Endurance, wrestling, striking And um, the ability To to think in the moment and And to um, you know fight, uh, fight fight Spontaneously I feel like TJ Dillashaw is the Better mixed martial artist But again uh, Henry Cejudo himself He's a great wrestler I mean he's probably number one in, in the flyweight division in terms Of his wrestling I mean of course he's a champion But in terms of his wrestling he's actually One of a kind His striking too is, is Okay but I feel Like a lot of the shots that he throws I mean Think about it. Statistically speaking, when you throw like a thousand punches, of course there are going to be at least 20 of them that are going to be good, clean shots. But is that necessarily the most efficient and effective way of actually striking against an opponent? Especially if the fight is supposed to last 25 minutes. Well, of course, you're going to get gassed out. And of course, that is not necessarily the most effective way energetically, um, uh, that is not the most effective way in order to to fight someone like TJ Dillashaw. So, like I said, it would be really interesting to see how the rematch would actually play out between Henry Cejudo and TJ Dillashaw. Again, I just felt like that fight was a bit weird, but, you know, it is what it is, and hopefully we actually do get to see a rematch in the near future. Alright, so there was that. So guys, for this upcoming weekend, we have, uh, I mean, I've been anticipating this upcoming fight for the longest time ever since about five months ago, I think. So finally, the time (laughs) is here. Fedor Emelianenko and Ryan Bader, the two top-notch heavyweights I would say in the whole world, but that would be a bit of an exaggeration because they currently fight for Bellator. They're finally supposed to be fighting for the Bellator Heavyweight Championship belt in this Grand Prix Tournament, the Heavyweight Grand Prix Tournament. And these are the final two. So these are the finalists of this Grand Prix <laughs> Tournament. And they're supposed to be fighting against one each other. Um, and the fight is actually coming up in a few days. So this upcoming weekend, make sure you catch up with it. It is going to be wild, especially if you know how legendary of a fighter Fedor Emelianenko is and how much improvement um, someone like Ryan Bader has actually made ever since his move, his decision to move up to heavyweight. So as you guys might recall, Ryan Bader, he used to fight for the UFC at the light heavyweight division. He actually, I believe he did have a few opportunities to... Um, Fight for the title in the UFC Um, Unfortunately he was not Successful and then he got released from his Contract uh, from the UFC And then he signed with Bellator And then he started fighting in Bellator He had a few fights and then he was able to um, Obtain the Lightweight uh, division Belt for himself in Bellator And then Bellator announced This Grand Prix tournament Of Of all heavyweights because the heavyweight title at the time was actually vacant and it still is And the winner of this Grand Prix tournament is supposed to become the new heavyweight champion of the world And Bellator, okay So now, you know, it's all come down to Ryan Bader versus Fedor Emelianenko And just a few words on Fedor You guys all know Fedor Emelianenko I mean, when you think about mixed martial arts that's probably one of the greatest Mixed martial artists that you will possibly think of Especially when you're thinking about The, the mixed martial arts um, Era in the early 2000s and the mid 2000s Because Fedor, he was really famous Back in the day when he was fighting In um, uh, Japanese MMA organizations such as Pride And um, he This is not the first time that he's actually been A part of a Grand Prix In like a tournament like um, uh, Fight Night Because he's actually done that multiple times in um, Pride In the Japanese organization, Pride And back in the day, Fedor was really dangerous Because of the deadly shots that he would throw towards his opponent because he's not necessarily the type to wait around and, you know, have footwork and be dynamic and try to win the fight through decision, through um, through having a well planned um, game plan. In a fight, he's actually the type to just come out there and knock you out cold. And actually, <laughs> this is really funny, but every time, I mean, you can actually go back and watch all the fights that Fader has had. If you look back on all the walkouts that Fader Emelianenko has had and, and all of his... <laughs> (laughs) professional career fight he would just look like he literally woke up from a nap and this is just uh, like it just another day just another fight type of day for him and um, he's just about to come out there do the simplest thing on earth and then just go back home and like go back to bed or something right that's just how he looks when he comes into (laughs) different fights, and it's actually really scary, because when you look at how Fedor Melianenko fights in his fights, and then you see Fedor being so cool, calm, and collected before his fights, obviously that's gonna freak you out, because you're like, man, that's a very scary guy, right? He's a deadly deadly striker and a deadly knockout artist right and so in this particular fight I mean yes Fedor he, I mean ever since his prime days it's it's been a while it's been a hot minute right but again it is Fedor Emelianenko after all whether or not he's at his prime he is still demonstrating that knockout power I mean yes he's he's not in the same um, shape that he was back in the day but his hands, like, when when you are a knockout artist, it doesn't really depend if you, if you have um, the dad bod. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you will still deliver the same amount of power when you're striking and the same um, accuracy when it comes to that knockout power. So, yes, Fedor is supposed to be fighting Ryan Bader, and I'm actually off the roof right now, and I cannot wait until this fight actually does happen. So obviously it will make sense for Fedor If he actually wants to win this fight He would really have to knock out Ryan Bader And um, this is a plausible case Especially because Ryan Bader in the past Um few years he's demonstrated that he doesn't necessarily have the the toughest chin in, in whatever weight division that he is in so if Fader is super careful and he picks and chooses his punches really carefully and he knows where and when to throw that punch the the punch, the knockout punch, then obviously There's a really high chance that he's going to knock out Ryan Bader and get that heavyweight belt for himself. And for Ryan Bader, um, ever since he actually made that move to heavyweight, he's gained a lot of muscle, right? And Ryan Bader, he actually comes from a really strong wrestling background. So it it would make things really challenging for Fedor if... Ryan Bader decides to completely um, just abolish striking with Fedor. I mean, that would be the smartest thing to do because you really don't want to um, just just box with Fedor because there's a chance that one of the shots that he's going to throw towards you is going to be the punch. So it would, it would make sense for Ryan Bader to t- try to at least take down Fedor, try to keep him busy on the ground, try to tire him out that way so that Fedor Tries to expend a lot of energy, just trying to get back up, and obviously the depletion of energy just by trying to get back up from a takedown is going to take away from his cardio and endurance for the for the full length of the fight. But yeah, if Ryan Bader wants to be successful in this fight, I would recommend that he really does employ his wrestling skills and um, try to make the make the fight last the full full um, length. I think it's supposed to be 25 minutes again because it is after all for for a title and for Fedor, the exact opposite thing I would actually recommend. I would recommend that he tries to finish the fight as soon as possible because if he doesn't, then the the chances of him actually scoring a knockout against Ryan Bader would go way down. So that is uh, what I have <laughs> in terms of recommendations for both of these fighters out there. I mean, of course, I know they're not re- listening to this right now probably, but... In case they are, I would like to wish both of them good luck because this fight is going to be really interesting and I bet it is going to be filled with a lot of um, entertainment regardless of who actually wins this fight. And I actually do hope that they're not super cautious against each other. I mean, of course, uh, this would be one of the biggest fights that especially Ryan Bader has had in his professional career. I mean, come on. Like you're suppo- you're fighting Fedor Emelianenko. That's like fighting Muhammad Ali at his prime, right? So (laughs) it is a very big fight for Ryan Bader, and for Fedor too, I mean, if he actually does win this fight against Ryan Bader, then he shows that he's still got it in him, even though he's aged a little bit and he's not necessarily at his prime anymore, he will show to everybody, to the whole world, that yes, he is indeed the last Emperor, Fedor Emelianenko. And that is all I have for you guys today. Fam, again, once again, make sure you watch Bellator 214, headlined by Fedor Emelianenko versus Ryan Bader. It is going to be lit. And also, yeah, man, I'm looking at the clock right now again. You guys know how I am. I talk a lot. And uh, I had a few other headlines that I want to discuss here on the show, but maybe for next time. Anyhow, you already know, man, in case you want to catch up with our previous episodes, make sure you go to CFRU.ca and you already know you can do that online. The same thing. Listen to our previous episodes. If you go to SoundCloud or iTunes and until next time, it's your girl Jenna right here and this is TKL. Peace out.